Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job 5 called Finding Help in Times of Trouble. The Bible describes hope with a metaphor. Hope is the anchor of our souls. Our souls are not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. We have stability in our lives because in the midst of the tempest, there is an anchor. And the anchor is the hope that God the Holy Spirit has shed abroad in our hearts. It is a hope that cannot possibly be ashamed. It is a hope that carries with it God's assurance. It is a hope that cannot fail. In one sense, our faith looks backward so that we put our trust in what Christ has done for us. In another sense, says this writer, our hope looks forward with the same assurance to what he will do when he completes his work of redemption in us, a work that cannot fail. Hope is merely faith looking forward. And see, a Christian is never without hope Because we have Christ in our lives, and he is our living hope, as Shane sang about earlier. We have a blessed hope that's coming, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And this hope can anchor you in times of trouble. Eliphaz breaks into what we would call a beatitude. He says, behold, or blessed, or how happy is the man whom God reproves, implication, Job, God must be disciplining you. So do not despise the discipline of the Almighty. The word Almighty there is Shaddai. It's the first mention of this divine name in the book of Job. We know it as El Shaddai. God is the all-powerful, the almighty. The Greek is the Pontecrator, the almighty. The mightiest of the mighty is God. How blessed is the man whom God disciplines. Job, just receive your spanking. And get on with it. Can you see Job biting his lips some more? Russian, 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 Russian. What do you mean, discipline? Now, maybe a brother or sister could come to us and conclude, based upon matters in our own life, that God is disciplining you, brother. And that could well be true because Hebrews 12, quoting a proverb, says, God does discipline the son whom he loves. And if you're without discipline, then you're an illegitimate child. You see, God will discipline his children. And how many of you have been taken to the woodshed by God? (laughs) Oh, Lord, okay. Message received loud and clear, right? I understand. (laughs) Yes, I am limping a little bit. There is a hitch in my giddy-up, right? We understand that God does do that. Jacob, after he wrestled with God all night, remember, he, was, he never walked the same again. That does happen. But, brothers and sisters, is Job being disciplined by God? Answer, no. Now, Job was an imperfect man, but he had done nothing. See, when God disciplines us, it's because we're out of line, just like we would discipline our children. But Job was not out of line. He was blameless. Not perfect, but walking consistently with God in reverence, turning away from evil and uh, doing good, and he was a good man. And so this is true, 
Oh, how happy is the man whom God reproves. If someone gives you a, a word of correction and you know you need it, then you should receive it joyfully. Amen? A fool rejects a reproof from a friend. Deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. An enemy might go, but he might be deceiving you. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. But I'll tell you, your friend doesn't need to be wounded when you don't know it's God's discipline. And we have to be careful, brothers and sisters, not to say to someone, the Lord's disciplining you when we don't know if he is. See, this is where some people have gone wrong when they don't understand biblical faith. They think, well, then if something is going wrong in someone's life, it's always the result of something they did wrong. It's an action or a lack of faith. It could be that, but it may not be that. And in Job's case, it is not that. And not everything that goes wrong in your life is a result of something you did wrong. We are in a broken, cursed world. And I think the times that we know we've been taken to the woodshed because God is disciplining us, we know that. It's pretty clear, right? But there's other times when things just happen because we're in a fallen world. And not to mention the fact that we have an enemy who likes to fire his arrows at us. And so we're to take up our shield of faith with which we can extinguish how many? All of the flaming arrows of the wicked one. And when an arrow hits you, it's not necessarily about something you did wrong. It's not disciplinary from God. It's the enemy attacking you, maybe because you're doing something right. Maybe because you're taking some enemy territory. And all of a sudden, the enemy has shot a couple arrows your way. And it's not fun, and it hurts, and all of that. And the truth be told, in the book of Job, Satan has gone after Job, with God's permission, of course. But here's what Eliphaz says, and Eliphaz is right if it was applicable to Job, but it's not. He says, he inflicts pain and gives relief. He wounds, and his hands also heal. That's true. Deuteronomy 32, 39, God says, I am he. There is no God beside me. I put to death and give life. I have wounded, and it is I who heal. Deuteronomy 32, 39. And there is no one who can deliver from my hand. From six troubles, 19. He will deliver you, Eliphaz says. Even in seven, the number of completion or perfection, evil will not touch you. That's encouraging, Eliphaz. It's true. In famine, he will redeem you from death, 20. And in war, from the power of the sword, yes, God can do that. You will be hidden from the scourge of the tongue. Oh, Job needs to be hidden from the scourge of the tongue right now. Neither will you be afraid of violence when it comes. You will laugh at violence and famine. Neither will you be afraid of wild beasts, for you will be in league with the stones of the field. You won't have any agricultural trouble, and the beasts of the field will be at peace with you, and you will know that your tent is secure. It's in shalom, literally, in peace, for you will visit your abode and fear no loss, no loss of animals. You will know also that your descendants will be many, and your offspring is the grass of the earth. You'll have many children and grandchildren. Here it's the offspring of the, uh, as the grass. 
uh, Abraham was told, as the stars or the sand of the seashore, you'll have so many descendants, uh, it, will, it will be like the stars and the sand. And here's Job listening to Eliphaz and going, I have no more children. They stole all my animals. They destroyed my property. It's an inspiring speech. It's something that maybe the other friends are going, Amen, Eliphaz, amen, amen, yeah, hallelujah, preach it, preach it, brother. It's true, it's good, it's true. And Job's going, I will not say the amen. Even though the speech has truth in it, it's not true of Job's situation. Well, let me qualify that. Will Job have children again? Yes. Will Job be restored at the end of the book? Yes. Will God bless him richly? Yes. But right now, on the ash heap, reeling from all that has happened, can Job even imagine that? Can I pause to say to you, sometimes in the midst of our trouble, it is hard to imagine that we could be restored again. It's hard to imagine that we could have back what we lost. It's hard to imagine that, you know, Job could survey his land and laugh at violence while people were violent against him. People groups came in and took his stuff and killed his servants. That he could not worry about these things, not be afraid of wild beasts, not be afraid of a, like an army would put stones in a field to kill your agriculture or your crops that he would be at peace, that his tent would be secure in shalom, that he, he could survey what he has and what he's built with no fear of loss. How many of you, you know, you always have this thing on your shoulder where we worry, right? When I was growing up, my mom, every time I left the house, she would say, be careful, Michael, be careful. And then it became, be careful in your daily activities. And then it became, be careful in your hour-by-hour -hour activities. <laughs> be careful. Be careful. Mom, okay, mom. Be careful. Be careful. And now I'm a parent. And you know what I say all the time? Be careful. I even told Pastor John earlier, by way of text, be careful driving out there. It rained, and, you know, it's, it's dangerous out there. <laughs> what in the world's happening to me? It's a metamorphosis. <laughs> Sometimes when we're in the midst of loss, when the barbs have hit our heart, when Job could say beautiful speech, but a lot of that hurts me. One writer says, none of these blessings are for me anymore, Job might say, or so it would seem. But God is in the restoration business. And he often can illuminate new growth and new opportunities where you couldn't even see it before. He ends the speech by saying, you will come to the grave in full vigor. What's Job had happened to his body? Boils from the bottom of his soles of his feet to the crown of his head. In his own mind, he has to think he's dying of some disease. He probably couldn't go to a local doctor and get diagnosed of what the boils meant. So what do you think Job concluded about his health? I'm going to die. You know? And we, we've all been there before where something goes wrong with our body and we can think the worst. And Job could have easily concluded, 
Who even knows about something like this breaking out from the sole of your foot to the top of your head, suffering with these oozing boils? I'm probably going to die. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Pastor Michael Lance has invited you to celebrate Easter at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. Early risers can come to the first service at 6 a.m. Just bring a chair and a blanket, maybe a carafe of coffee or whatever you need, and we'll be celebrating the Lord early in the morning as the sun comes up. You're also invited to worship with us at the 10 a.m. service live streamed on the Living Truth YouTube channel. Now, if you haven't been to church in like a year, and remember the shutdowns really came into effect around Easter time last year, it was strange not to be together with the church last Easter. That's not going to happen this year. We're going to be with the saints of God, man. And if you haven't been to church for a while, what a great time to come back. Visit Living Truth Christian Fellowship on Easter Sunday at 6 a.m. or 10 a.m. But if you live outside Southern California or can't attend service, you're still invited to worship with us at 10 a.m. Live streamed on the Living Truth Christian Fellowship YouTube channel. Visit walkintruth.com and click on YouTube or download the free Living Truth app. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Sometimes when we're in the midst of loss, when the barbs have hit our heart, when Job could say beautiful speech, but a lot of that hurts me. One writer says, none of these blessings are for me anymore, Job might say. Or so it would seem. But God is in the restoration business. And he often can illuminate new growth and new opportunities where you couldn't even see it before. He ends the speech by saying, you will come to the grave in full vigor. What's Job had happened to his body? Boils from the bottom of his soles of his feet to the crown of his head. In his own mind, he has to think he's dying of some disease. He probably couldn't go to a local doctor and get diagnosed of what the boils meant. So what do you think Job concluded about his health? I'm going to die, you know? And we've all been there before where something goes wrong with our body and we can think the worst. And Job could have easily concluded, who even knows about something like this breaking out from the sole of your foot to the top of your head, suffering with these oozing boils? I'm probably going to die. And Job might say, I'm probably going to die young. And Eliphaz says, well, a, a good man, a pious man, will, he'll go to the grave in full vigor, like the stacking of grain in its season. I was talking to a guy who's in his 50s, and he's very active. And I said, man, you're doing a lot of different stuff, and, you know, you're, you're, you're active. And he goes, yeah, I'm going to go running into my casket. That's, that's how I'm going to go out. I'm going to dive into my casket. They're not going to stop me from having fun and doing my stuff. Understood. Behold, this, we have investigated it, 27. Thus it is, hear it, says Eliphaz. Know it, know for yourself. The speech crescendos 
with a challenge to Job. You see, righteous people live full, long lives. They end their life in vigor, like Caleb when he was old. He still had strength, like the stacking of grain in a time of harvest, 26. Here's the picture. Look, this is what I've investigated in life. So hear what I'm saying and know it for yourself, Job. See, Eliphaz is attempting to build Job up with hope, but as you can see, every time Job looks in the mirror, he says, that's not true of me. I don't know how this story is going to end. In fact, it's gone really badly, and it looks like there's more pain to come. Job, understandably, in his coming responses, will challenge Eliphaz's One writer says, unilateral application of this teaching of the security for the person of faith. Eliphaz exhorts Job to experience this for himself. If he does what the council suggests, he will know it for himself. In essence, he says, by yielding to God, Job will find the peace and quiet he desires so earnestly, but Job might retort, but I did yield to God. God will abundantly bless every aspect of his life, But that's what the Satan said about Job. The reason he follows you is because you bless him. You put a hedge about him. You bless the work of his hands. But if you let me at him, he'll curse you to your face. That's why he follows you. Can you hear it in Eliphaz's speech? Oh, if you're just a righteous man, you'll get blessings, Job. That's how the world works. You do what's right. You get blessed. I'm blessed. You feel sad. Sometimes wonder if they're even a Christian. How you doing? I'm blessed. You see, this is the way the world works. We like the blessings. But the New Testament church, as the scriptures unfold, says this. Sometimes you'll suffer according to the will of God. 1 Peter 4. And Jesus says to his followers, if they hated me, They're going to hate you. Take up your cross and follow me. Jesus was saying, in this world, you're going to have trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Brothers and sisters, let's remember, Job's case is extreme. Amen? And it's it's an extreme case for a reason, but Jesus has asked you to follow him And sometimes there will be a cost to following him. Here's what you need to think about as we wrap up this message. You see, without the gospel, we cannot make sense of what really matters in life. Eliphaz's sermon is powerful, persuasive, and even beautiful. But is it truly truthful? Yes and no. Job's suffering was not the result of the loving discipline of God, There was something much deeper and higher going on. If someone were to look at the suffering of Job or the suffering of Jesus, our Savior, on a human level, they might say something like this. He's under, imagine Jesus on the cross. This is what they said. He's under the curse of God. Cursed is anyone who hangs on a tree. If you're the son of God, come down from the cross and we will worship you. The Roman pagans going to the the mall might have walked by the cross and said, too bad. This is what happens to people who go against the religious leadership of Israel and by virtue of that get in trouble with the Romans. Too bad. 
Too bad he had to die like that. Too bad Job has to go through that suffering until you have the worldview of the gospel. And the people who may have thought, oh, it's a shame that the religious leaders got him crucified, and maybe the pagans who said, oh, too bad, all they're living for is now. A worldview or counsel devoid of the cross will miss the mark and leave people dangling over the fire and sparks of inexplicable trouble, pain in this world with no higher answer, no reason for their existence, and all it is is maybe you get lucky, maybe you make it through, maybe you live a long life, and that's it. Computer screen goes blank and you're done. Or you can say, wait a minute, hold on. Even if times get hard, my worldview is gospel-oriented, amen? And I serve the living God, and I have hope. And yes, I love it when my days are peaceful and smooth, but even in times of trouble, I'm not going to lose hope because my hope is in Jesus Christ. Not in my life being perfect. I'm sure you've noticed there are no perfect lives. Have you seen the lifestyles of the rich and famous? <laughs> Have you opened up the magazines that they sell along the grocery line? Some of them you're like, oh my goodness, really? This person's in trouble. This person gained 30 pounds. They usually show an ugly picture of them. <laughs> this person's divorced for the 17th time. This person over here. This person over there. And you're like, oh, wait, hold on. Lottery winner has kindergarten teacher. Take them out to get the, you know, whatever. That's just a made up thing. But you get the point. It's. Without the worldview of the gospel, what are we going to do? Who's going to answer us? Where are we going to turn? How are we going to make sense of this until we look a little deeper and a little higher? Father, thank you for the book of Job. The greater one that came is named Jesus, suffered more than Job, suffered more than any man or woman has ever suffered and understands our pain. In fact, thank you, Jesus, you entered into our pain. And even though we go through trials and troubles and sometimes we can lose some hope, you are our hope. Would you restore hope in your people tonight? If you don't know Jesus and you don't have a worldview that includes the gospel, just know that he loves you and he died for you so that you can truly live. Put your hope and trust in him. Everything that you see around you is temporary, my friend. It's all going to perish at some point. But the one who follows the Lord and does his will endures forever. And so, Lord, as we get ready to come to your table and we celebrate the fact that we can hang on because we know you're going to bless us and do those awesome things in our lives, you'll do it again until we go home to be with you. Help the saint that's just barely hanging on. Help that person that maybe brand new to the faith, trying to make sense of this, this crazy world. And let it be that we anchor our hope and life in the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Finding Help in Times of Trouble, part three on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter five. If you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I just wanted to let you know that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Thanks to listeners and church partners like you, we're now on three more radio stations. So praise God.
Your financial gifts help us broadcast on radio, do the podcast, and our free apologetic events throughout the year. If you're a longtime listener, please become a partner of at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a word. You know, the Bible says that the Lord is an ever-present help in time of need. And in the book of Hebrews, it says he gives us help. He helps us. Hebrews 2.18 and Hebrews 4.14-16, he extends gracious help to us in times of trouble. And man, if, you know, it's hard to imagine the time of trouble that we've seen. I, I was listening to an interview with um, Pastor Charles, Dr. Charles Stanley, and he was asked in that interview if he had ever seen times like this in his 88 years, and he said no. <laughs> and so I'll tell you, if he said no, then some of us who are a little bit younger can say, wow, this has been unprecedented times. But the Lord has been faithful to extend the lifeline to us in this time of trouble. And that's really what the book of Job shows us. Even though times of trouble come, God is our refuge and strength. Hey, so glad that you're listening, partnering with us, and praying for us. We appreciate it. We love you and look forward to seeing you next time right here. God bless. Remember, we've skipped over some of Pastor Michael's teachings in the book of Job. You can listen or watch those teachings when you download our free Living Truth app. It's the one with the red logo with the pillars. And join us on Monday for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Job chapters 6 and 7 called Job's Tough Questions. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, have an awesome weekend, and thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.